Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Well, the school year is about to begin for millions of students. Families are going to be experiencing a bit of an upheaval as they figure out new routines, a new rhythm, try to get kids back going to bed at a regular decent time, getting up on time, (laughs) feeding them before you get out the door or at least in the car. Or if you're homeschooling, just kind of coming up with a new rhythm and a new norm. That can often be quite frustrating, and it can be full of expectations, both good and bad. And I am often asked, how do you do this? How do you kind of get everybody back in the swing of things again? And it might surprise you, but my answer is pretty simple. It depends. I have been speaking around the country at homeschool conferences, and I've asked this question quite a bit. I actually talked about resilience and resourcefulness. And I thought, well, this would be a great time to kind of have this conversation because it really doesn't matter if your children are going to public school, private school, or if you're homeschooling. Everybody has to go through a period of adjustment and figuring out what routine's going to work, how many times you can allow the snooze button to be hit. Who's going to dawdle their way around until they can finally wake up and get with um, the schedule that you have laid out for them? That's going to be the topic of today's Focus of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Yappers. Glad you're here. Many of you are new to my listenership, mostly because you have heard me speak all over the country and in Canada, and you've recently subscribed. I see our subscriber numbers going up. Thank you. Thank you for listening Thank you for tuning in, for downloading our episode. I also ask, maybe you consider subscribing and signing up for our email. We send out a weekly email. It's a peek as to what's going on with the podcast or any other specials and such that we have. We keep that at a minimum. It's our way to connect with you personally because we know social media is not always reliable. You may not always see it, but you can follow us, and I'd love to have you join us. But thanks for being here. So if you are one of the millions upon millions of millions of families that are preparing, maybe you've already started the school year or you've got colleagues and you work in an office and they're trying to juggle it, maybe they're popping in late, later than normal because they're trying to get all the kids where they have to be, or maybe you're homeschooling and you're just trying to get your children back into a routine. So let's talk about the different things you can do to help your children develop a sense of resiliency and to be able to really adjust and pivot as kind of the year unfolds and manage some of those expectations. It's really interesting because here's what is most helpful in many cases. And I'm just going to give you some simple points because it does help you as a mom and dad or as a caregiver to to know what the goal is, like where, what's the goal? What's the schedule, the tentative schedule? And parents often ask me about a planner and I can honestly tell you, I didn't use a planner mostly because I spent so much time planning that by Monday at 8.05, it was pretty much already messed up 
and I would try to fix it and correct it and white out, and I would get more frustrated. Now, maybe that's not you, but I would just kind of write out. I had a goal of what we were going to accomplish, but I didn't necessarily every year. Some years we did, but I didn't necessarily every year have a time frame to it. I do like to have things done decently and in order, and my kids will tell you that we ran, uh, we we did uh, get a lot accomplished in our days, and it's part of something I tell parents often. When you're setting up a new schedule, a new rhythm, a new routine, you're introducing new topics, a new class, um, some of you or your kids are going to have new teachers, there is a period of adjustment. And it will be helpful for you to manage your expectations of your kids and for you to help your children manage their expectations. If you're teaching them at home in a homeschool environment, their expectations of you and what you expect, or if they're going any kind of a way school or an online school, it takes time. It takes time to get to know what the new schedule is going to look like. It takes time to get Um, everybody that's involved uh, going in one direction, at least initially. And so when we start off thinking about how we can get everyone going and managing our expectations, you're really helping them learn to navigate challenges that they're going to experience throughout their entire life, whether it's going back to school or it's starting a new job or it's going to college or it's a myriad of things, making a sports team or trying out for something. When you help your children start something and figure out how to pivot and adjust, you're really preparing them for life. And we don't often think about that because we're thinking, well, it's just this year. No, it's actually not. It's everything in life. And you help them to learn how to navigate setbacks with strength and determination. And why is this so important? It's important because we have high hopes going into most things, or we have great dread. But either way, there is either a spoken or an unspoken emotion that you have to help your children think through. And that's why it's not just about the new year. It's about you're adding skills and knowledge and practice to beginning something new. And you're helping your children learn how to work through fear, fear that they're not going to fit in, fear that they're not going to know how to do something. And one of the things we do when our children are facing those kinds of emotions, it's we don't think about it, but we have to tell them, listen, it's going to be challenging, and that's okay. And the reason it's going to be challenging is because you don't know this stuff. If you knew it, you would need to learn it. Some children, they chomp at the bit. They love learning new information. It doesn't intimidate them at all. But there are some kids that it does. And so when I said to you, well, what do we do? And I say, it depends. You have to really know your child. You have to help them where they are, understand what's expected of them right now, and repeat later when a new opportunity or we have to pivot because something isn't working, or a crisis, or a pitfall, or some form of a setback hits. And that's really, in essence, that's being resilient. Resilient is getting derailed, being knocked down, and getting back up. It's learning how to figure out things. It's learning how to resolve 
whatever obstacle or overcome them, go around them. I love the phrase about when you see something, you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you got to go through it. Sometimes you just have to help your kids learn. There are no shortcuts. There are no workarounds. We just have to straight up go through whatever it is we're facing. And in so doing, we build this sense of resilience in us. Now, some of you and some of your kids, you have a natural resilience about you. Maybe for you personally, life has been difficult and you have learned to bounce back because trials and storms and such. Your children, some of your children have a natural resiliency about them. Something will fail. Something won't go right. Someone won't like them. And they immediately say, well, that's okay. That's okay. You know, they're very optimistic. They're very positive. They're not thrown off by such situations. Some of yours, they get leveled emotionally, relationally, even spiritually. They just, they have a hard time figuring out how to cope with that. And that's really what resiliency is about. And that's what we're teaching them. As, as we begin a new school year, focus on resiliency. What does that look like? How do we do it? How do we instill it in ourselves? And how do we teach that to our children? So we first want to realize that you're talking about your child's life. And you can't fix all the situations that are going to come their way, and nor should you. You can help them. You guide them. You lead them. You help them develop problem-solving abilities. You help them determine their emotional well-being by the words you use. When you do that, you're actually improving your relationship by helping them understand that there's going to be an influx of situations that are going to be outside of their control, and they're going to learn how to pivot. They're going to learn how to dodge and weave. They're going to learn how to figure out how to tackle whatever is before them. The next time that faces them, they have a bank to pull from. They've got a knowledge base that they can pull from. And whether that's just their environment, their home environment, their school environment, personal experiences, insights that they get from watching others or listening to others, help them to understand what resilience is. And then they need to have a supportive environment, aka you. You want to help your children know that when they face whatever obstacle comes their way, whether they're just struggling to get up on time, they can't seem to adjust to the routine, they don't like the new rhythm, they don't like certain subjects, they don't like certain curriculum, whatever it is, you be the supportive environment. You be the one that cheers them on. Let them know that you are their greatest cheerleader and that you are there to support them. Not do it all for them, but what happens when you do that is you actually foster an environment of resiliency, and that resiliency will carry over into all manner of their life. This is done when you cultivate strong relationships. Now, you know, if you've listened to the program long, you know that I really focus on building strong relationships. You are your child's primary influence unless you allow somebody else to be. Now, it does start to change during the tween teen years, around 12, 13 years old. It does start to change. Others do start influencing your children more, not more than you, but they influence your children more than they have in the past. And you want to be mindful of this. That's why it's so important for you to foster that close relationship so that your children know your voice. So your children come to you to ask you, even if they've gotten advice from others, they come back to you to ask, what do you think about it? 
And at such time when that does happen, and I hope that it happens for you, then you can say, well, what do you think about it? And turn it on them. See, what you have to realize is you have been pouring into your children, your family values, beliefs, character qualities, scripture. You've been pouring all of that into them since they were little. And as they get older, when you turn around to them and say, well, why are you struggling with this? Or what do you think about that? Basically, they'll start to reiterate principles and such that you have been teaching them all along. And it's actually exciting because then you, one, know that they have been listening. And two, they have this real internal confidence that comes from knowing you're asking them. That builds them up. The other thing is that in your supportive environment is that you provide consistent nurturing care. Communication is key. I've said this many times. Communication in all manner of life is key. How you talk about it, how you learn to talk about it. You've got to realize that setting realistic expectations as y'all are beginning back to school, they're meeting new people, they're endeavoring on new subjects they don't know. Maybe there's, like I said, fear and trepidation. It's important for you as you're establishing the rhythm and the routines of the home, of your family, and you're adjusting stuff that your expectations are realistic. And while they are realistic, as your children are getting older, there is a certain amount of autonomy that we have to allow our children to have. They want freedom because they're growing up. They're becoming the adult that they were created to be. We're not raising teenagers. We're really raising young adults. And when we have that mindset, what does a young adult do? A young adult should be able to think and express themselves. So think for themselves and express their thoughts and feelings. And part of your supportive environment will be empathy. You may have, as you're adjusting this year, some whining, some complaining, and that I'm not just talking about you. Your kids might have this, and you need to have empathy. And you need to walk alongside them and say, I know this is hard. I know this is an adjustment for you. I know this level of work is not a level that you're used to. It's a little more rigorous. It's a little more academic, or we're having to do a little bit longer in our book work or our assignments or our online classes. More is being asked. That is part of the maturing process. More is being asked, and we want to challenge them to rise to that occasion of what is being asked. And then you want to help them learn to be adaptable and flexible. Schedules help us run our days. Being on time to places is a key element to soft skills that will prepare your children for adult life. But sometimes things do happen. Somebody gets sick. A little one, a brother or sister, maybe you or your spouse if you're married. You get sick and we have to have our kids learn how to be adaptable and flexible. It's kind of hard because our society is so fast-paced and it's changing every moment, every day. But one of the greatest skills we can teach our children is that they need to adjust and adapt quickly to new opportunities and new ideas. Yes, that's crucial for their future success to be able to have this unique set of skills. And we need to show our children that as we're setting these routines and we're establishing these new rhythms that we're going to hit some setbacks. But those setbacks are an opportunity for us to grow, for them to grow. 
and for them to demonstrate a positive attitude towards the challenges instead of throwing their hands up in the air or having a meltdown and crying and closing the book and saying they hate a subject or all the different scenarios that could be. We want to help them foster adaptability. When they do that, we lessen the overwhelm. And I know all of us are kind of overwhelmed right now, over busy, overscheduled, hurried, still a lot of uncertainty. Life is, is a bit uncertain right now. But we as a family get to embrace the ups and downs, the twists and turns of all areas of life. And we get to do it together. And when your kids know that you are there for them, with them, it's kind of like, I'm going to be beside you, behind you, and if need be, I'll carry you. But I won't carry you the whole time. I'll only carry you for a little bit. And then you're going to put your feet back on the ground and we're going to keep going. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to face adversity. We're going to face a resistance, whether it's starting our school year back or whether it's another endeavor that we're pursuing. There's going to be adversity. But this year, we can have that as a focal point of one of the character traits we're going to teach our children. One of the resiliency factors that we want our children to be able to have, you know, they can bounce back quickly. They don't have to get discouraged and overwhelmed when things don't go just right because they can be adaptable and flexible. Some of your kids will naturally be adaptable and some of yours will have a very difficult time. Here's my encouragement to you. Don't measure one child against another because God has made them differently. And your one child may really struggle with being adaptable and flexible, but that's the way God made them. So we can help them get better. It may not ever be something that is easy for them. They can improve on it. And some of your other children, they're just easy. They just kind of go with the flow always. And that's great as well. So be careful not to compare your children to each other, because what often happens is you end up with Bitterness, resentment, jealousy, and strife. And we don't have to have that. It's not needed. It's not necessary. But when we teach our children to face all of these situations and knowing that there's going to be adversity, there's going to be children, people that they're not going to like, there's going to be bullies come into their life, there's going to be loss, trauma, failure. When you help your children navigate each of those because you have been intentional about having important conversations you will actually be validating their emotions and giving them a safe and supportive space for them to express themselves in a way that they can understand on a level that makes sense to them. So you just break it down into simple bite-sized pieces, knowing that we're just going to take today. So as you're beginning this year and you're thinking about all the changes that are going to come to your family, I hope this Brief little time together is an encouragement for you. Re-listen to it if you want. Take notes. Share it with a friend because I want to see you and your children thrive as you begin this new endeavor, this new school year, with all the ups and downs and, and challenges that will come, but also with all the joys and excitement that will come with it as well. Thank you for tuning in to Equip to Be. We're always glad that you're here. Drop us an email at contact 
at ConnieAlpers.com. Let us know if you have any ideas, if this was helpful for you, or if you have some questions. Maybe you're facing a certain situation, you'd like some suggestions on what you can do. You can always contact us. Go over to ConnieAlpers.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, if you're on those, Twitter, and Pinterest. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Equipped to Be, and we will see you next time. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.